Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. What up, folks? Wow, I feel like I've been putting double and triple duty all women's wrestling today. It's been uh, quite an eventful day. Here we are, and I'm really glad that we are doing the news today. We're going to try to bring it to you guys on a weekly basis, but, you know, work with us. Uh, so welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad, and I am not alone, folks. Um, I really just pulled up the wrong um, folder. Here we go. Well, I know who I'm talking to. So uh, please welcome from the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. Please welcome Stephanie Hardy. Hey, y'all. I'm so happy to be here doing the news with you guys. No problem. Happy that you're here. And we also have an, another another amazing guest. You might know her. I mean, I'm just saying you might you might have seen her just, you know, announcing randomly at SummerSlam. Just, you know, here. Uh, please welcome Ringside Reina. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, so let's get into it. There's so much to talk about. Um, a lot of stories. I had a really hard time picking which stories I wanted to use, but you know, I tried to you know make it very diverse. So let's uh, first start off. Uh, if you guys watched us at I think about two o'clock this afternoon or two hours ago, uh, we talked about the PWI 500 and a lot of women made the list. Now the highest woman on the list was number the 44th position, which is belonging to Trish Adora. Was it, which is absolutely amazing. Um, she has just been killing it um, on so many so many levels. So, what do you guys think of uh, this placing for on the PWI list? Uh, well, I'm really proud of her. Like for even being considered to be on the list, you know, at all. Like I'm really proud of her. And then to see, you know, how she's just been growing little by little, you know more and more as she wrestles and then just being a representative of the Pan-African um, World Diaspora Championship. Like, I'm just really proud of her. It just seems like for everything that she does, she just improves and just becomes greater by leaps and bounds. And I'm just really glad that she was ranked the highest on this list. Like, it's just really great. Yeah, the funny thing, not the funny thing, she had an Iron Man match. I thought it was last year, but it was actually this year around... Um, uh valentine's day and like that match if you go back and check that match out it that is not i mean any type of iron man woman like if you had it against a woman or a male this is it, it was a it was a great match so definitely go and check it out if you have no idea who she is which i you know i think you should but you know say la vie so congratulations to trish um just amazing things coming her way she's on also on roh she's been popping up everywhere so I feel like next year, we're going to see her in even more places. Um, so definitely check her out if you guys don't know who we're talking about, which again, I mean, I feel like we're in the news, so we should be educating you guys, but some things are just should be known. Um, our next story, Roxy and Miranda Alize, Alize, uh for the ROH. Have you guys been watching this championship? No, I have not. I haven't, but... A lot of wrestling going on. Um, so you have the ROH, then you have NWA just had their empower. Uh, WWE is mm -hmm. also doing stuff with women as well. 
Um, I mean, we had the PWI, the 150 that's coming out in like a month. There's just so much women's stuff coming, coming out. And uh, ROH had women, I want to say Women's Crush Wednesdays, but that's what, what wasn't it. They have their shows coming out on Wednesday. And it's the women's, um, women, the women at one point before, I think in the spring, they were old, uh, there were, they were competing to get their golden ticket into the championship. And now they've been going through the championship and now there are two women left. Um, are you guys familiar with any of these ladies at all? With Miranda, Liz and Roxy? Yeah. I'm seeing like them on social media and like the fact that like the storyline here we're in, they are facing each other for the championship, but then they have to team up first. It's mm -hmm. to me, a classic storyline we're in, you know, you got to like work with your, with your enemy before you know, work with your, that person as a team member before you actually face that person. It adds more drama and conflict to the storyline. I know, kudos to them because they do that sometimes and I would never agree to that. I'm like, why would I want to work with somebody and then have a match with them? Because now they know my weaknesses, they know my strengths, all that stuff. And, and to me, I guess this speaks to like how, how much of a fighter I am. Like, I don't want to fight fair. And I don't want to give you like, you know, like, I don't want to let you know, like all the little because everybody has these little Achilles heels. So I don't want to give you any of that. But I mean, kudos to them. I'm definitely interested in seeing who's going to come out as the victor and the champion. Uh, there was a lot of women in this. Um, it's just so crazy how you see the women going through the forbidden door, like excluding WWE, you know, we already know how, what they're about, which is, you know, do you, but you're seeing different women going through different promotions. It's really cool to see like, you know, for instance, Chelsea Green, you see her and uh, you see her on NWA, you see her on Impact. She was also on ROH. Like it's great to see women kind of going through and having some of those dream matches that we wouldn't necessarily um, see because some promotions are closed and, you know, some people stay at the promotion for their whole entire career. So it's really great to see that and showcase women's wrestling, even on like, you know, a women's wrestling promotion. So I'm I'm excited to see the end of that. That's going to be happening this Sunday. So we will see who's going to be uh, the winner for that. Now, another thing for you guys who are watching, we're going to be doing is a watch along. And I believe me and Stephanie are going to be there or Stephanie and I the correct way um and you know we're gonna add some people as it gets closer extreme rules is happening september 26th and um first off before i tell you about this story i'm gonna throw you guys in for a loop can we talk about and i don't want to go into too much because i get passionate about this um becky and bianca you guys saw raw this this week yes we're uh, Becky, you know, Bianca's like, all right, like every, every, you know, when I lose a championship, I have to at least fight for it again. And Becky's like, mm, no. And I'm just kind of like, really, Becky, this is what we, this is, this is what we doing right now. And I get it. I, I love the fact when they have storylines that, cause I'm not, I am not, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to throw, I want to say I'm going to throw you under the bus, Stephanie, but that's not what it is. Stephanie gets a little bit emotional with some stories and I'm not the emotional person with stories. So I love it when a story gets me upset. I'm just like, really, really Becky? So you're gonna cheap shot her and do the Mayweather. If you guys are not familiar with the boxing term, Mayweather was in the ring with Victor Ortiz and he not like he kind of sucker punched him, but at the end of the day, you always have to protect yourself all the time. So it's kind of one of those situations. Like Bianca should be prepared no matter. You're in a ring, 
that's what the ring is meant, meant, meant for. So, but it was very disrespectful. And so they decided that that match is also going to be happening extreme rules. So what do you guys think of Bianca and Becky? Do you think that's going to be, that's going to just, you know, Bianca's going to lose again? What do you, what do you, what, what are your hopes? And what do you, what are your hopes and what are the reality? What's the reality? I guess like for me, I've, I think Bianca would, as much as I want her to win right away, I think it helps with the story to push the story forward if Bianca loses. Because right now, Becky is trying, I think uh, what I'm perceiving, she's trying to be a heel right now. Um, if you judge the reaction of the crowd um, when Becky and Bianca were both in the ring, it's kind of, there were people who were cheering for Becky and also for Bianca as well, but you can kind of sense that the crowd's being divided. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, you're seeing this like great conflict and it's, it's like, okay, do the audience really want Becky to turn heel? But then again, Becky's facing Bianca Belair, which is such a baby face. So to me, it will add more fuel to the fire if Bianca loses at Extreme Rules. And that will make Becky become more of a heel. Like the heel turn will be more effective for, for Becky Lynch. Well... I know for my for me for my taste, I would personally love it if Bianca won it back and actually participated, you know, in a full-on knockdown drag out match um that we didn't get at SummerSlam. Um, mm -hmm. I would prefer if she had won it because the thing that I loved about that promo on SmackDown was the fact that she owned up to the fact that she wasn't that she wasn't as prepared as she should have been. And that, you know, was a really, you know, cool moment there because how many times do you see people, especially in sports, you know, really, well, I know you see people in sports take responsibility for their shortcomings, but even in real life, whenever we make mistakes, we try to blame it on something else like, instead mm -hmm. of pointing it back at us. Mm -hmm. But um, she did that and I thought that was good. And I would prefer if she were to own her mistake and then go learn from that mistake and then go on to win. But that's just me and my dream scenario. But in the reality is, is that Becky is Becky and WWE is looking, is basically looking to hang on to something that's going to give them a shock thing that's going to keep them in competition with AEW. No matter how many times they say they're not in competition with them, they are. And I feel like that's the main reason as to why they had Becky winning in the first place. Um, Hot take. So yeah. So it's just <laughs> like so it's just like I feel like the reality is that somehow Becky might retain, but I'm hoping and keeping my fingers crossed for Bianca. And if Bianca doesn't win this time, I predict that she might be able to she might go heel if the crowd turns on her. Mm. Because Rain did say Raina did say that the crowd was kind of half and half. And there were some people who were booing Bianca and then there were some people who were cheering for Bianca and, and all that. So I feel like if they keep cheering for Becky, we might see heel Bianca that we saw in NXT. So who knows? I don't know. But yeah. So here's the thing. I, I agree with you. I would love for Bianca to win. I just don't think it's happening. But then can you still, if you're going back to the Bianca of uh, NXT, where she was saying that she was the EST of NXT, but she... Still to this day, and I hope that one day she goes to NXT to actually get the belt because I believe they robbed her of it, but another long story. Still to this day, like if she were to lose that match, is she still the EST of WWE? 
You know what I'm saying? Like you can't. Mm -hmm. I feel like her EST is mostly a mindset because I feel like because I feel like, you know, the championships don't make the person. The person makes the championship. So, OK, I can't see you today, Stephanie. So I feel like she's always going to be the EST regardless of whether she has the belt or not. So, um, yeah, I feel like she's going to always keep that mindset because it would be dumb if she were to just drop that just because she didn't have a title. Like right. she kept it all this time, so why drop it just because you don't have a title? Okay, okay, I see. What yeah, you're I totally agree with that because, like, that's that gimmick of the EST of the WWE has been really like. If I see Bianca Belair, that's all I can think of. And yes. whether she is a champion or not, to me, she's always going to be you know the EST because uh, I like how uh, Steph put it as that's the mindset of Bianca Belair. So I think that one, the, the EST of WWE will always be associated with Bianca Belair whether she's carrying a title or not. And I think that's why the crowd is cheering for her a lot too, because no matter what, she doesn't need an accessory, AKA a belt to kind of prove that she is the EST. I like it. I like it. So another women's match that's set up for extreme rules is going to be Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair. Now, before we discuss them, so was Nia Jax just a filler <laughs> like, when, when, like I, oh I my this, is, this is gonna seem very weird. So for my religious folks out there, please don't take any offense to it. But sometimes I feel like WWE is like has like a God complex. Like you know, like how you like talk to God and you have like all these plans, or I mean, you know, universe, wherever you guys fit into the you know spectrum of that. And you have all these plans, and then God is just up there laughing like. No, 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 TK. This is, I'm, I don't know what you thought it was, but, and I feel like that's what WWE is doing to us. They're like, no, 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 TK. I don't know what you thought it was with Naya. That was just a pump fake. And this is what it really is. And it's just kind of like this, wait, but I thought, I thought we were, we were going this direction. I don't know if y'all felt that way, but that's how I felt. Um, so please let me know. Well, I felt like with the whole Naya thing, I feel like this week on Raw, they were sort of trying to take advantage of the attention that them actually fighting the week before got. Because that was a like a lot of people were saying that was a shoot, you know, situation where they were really getting in each other's faces and pushing each other and all that other stuff. So they were really fighting. So I feel like this was them sort of taking advantage of that, you know, and putting that on television because they knew it was going to be intriguing. Now, I'm not necessarily mad that Nia didn't win because, to be honest, it's like long term. I'm not exactly sure how. I don't know how how they would have made Nia being being champion work at this point in time. I'm not sure. Um, and that's no shade to her because she's cool and everything, but I just don't understand. I, I just don't necessarily understand like how that would work just like right now. So yeah, somebody agrees with you. I'd much rather see Alexa in a title match. Yeah. Cause I'm it's been saying, a long time right. for both I'm, of them. I'm not saying the I don't want to see it. Alexa's not, uh, deserving of it. I'm just saying that it just seems like this Naya thing was just thrown together and then all of a sudden oh yeah y'all didn't see that this is this is what's really gonna happen in in 
two and some day weeks. So it's just kind of like, why didn't you just build to that after SummerSlam to give us something? Because I feel like, I mean, we can all agree Alexa, Alexa's great on the mic. The storyline, I'm still rolling with it. So why couldn't you guys use that after somewhat SummerSlam to build up to Extreme Rules versus throwing Nia into the picture? Now we really don't know what between her and, and Shayna, like obviously there's going to be a breakup eventually, but it's just kind of like, I don't know. I just feel like uh, the WWE likes toying, toying with, uh, I want to say us, but me, I don't know how you guys feel. And I want to speak for you guys, but they just like toying with me. It's like, no, this is, I don't know what you thought it was, but we, we actually write the show. So your feelings don't matter. That's how I feel sometimes. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I honestly didn't. Uh, I mean, I didn't expect Naya to win. I was hoping for her to win actually. Um, mm -hmm. Just because, I mean, Charlotte, she's you know won so many championships. Um, I feel a like thousand two uh, to be exact. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's like okay, can we give somebody else like a chance? And Nia hasn't been champion for you know a while. Um, so to me, it was kind of like oh, great opportunity for Nia Jax. And when the whole Shayna Baszler um, thing happened between Nia and and Shayna, it was like okay, I know this is not going to work for Nia then. But when the whole Alexa Bliss uh, interruption after, you know, Charlotte won, in my head, I was like, man, why can't Nia Jax win? And then Alexa shows up because there's history between um, Nia Jax and Alexa yeah. Bliss. Yes. yes. I forgot about that. But is that the same? Is, is that, I mean, is that the same Alexa that we're dealing with? Or is she just a whole new entity? Because, ah. like, will she remember that? Or is she a different like I, in the in the universe of things, I don't, I don't, I know, I don't know. I feel like uh, with Nia Jax, the next time we see her as champion, she needs a manager. Uh, period. So if we ever see Nia with a manager, I think that's when we're gonna see her as champion. Um, no, no shade to her. I love her as a wrestler, but some wrestlers need managers, like a Paul Heyman, like somebody speaking on their behalf to sell the story. And some wrestlers can do it all. Um, I just think Naya would be more, she would be more impactful if she had uh, a manager to like just, you know, she'll speak once in a while, but you have somebody like a Paul Heyman tell the story and now you get on board regardless. Because like, think about Roman Reigns without Paul Heyman. Do you think that you'll be as invested in the story like i mean i'm i'm gonna put my my feelings out there i have always loved raymond uh, uh sorry i called him by the wrong name as like i don't really love him but i've always loved roman reigns because he's hot that's we'll start with that um and then he's a good wrestler but the primary thing was he was hot now with the storyline i can definitely get behind him more as a character um, so, but with Paul Heyman, it was just kind of like, yes, like I, I am for all that. I love to hate you. And in addition, you do like the addition part is you look good. Whereas before it was like, you look good and you can wrestle. Now it's like, no, I hate you. Mm -hmm. Um, that's like hot and you can wrestle. That's, that, that's my, that's my hot take. Um, I don't know how you ladies feel about, you know, it's <laughs> somebody agrees with me in the chat. I mean, <laughs> yes 
the uh, period. Uh, <laughs> evolution, evolution says uh, Roman Reigns is hot. Period. I mean, I didn't want to put it like that because I don't want you know the men and Roman. If he were to watch this, I mean, let's assume he's watching this to feel like we're you know he's a piece of meat. But I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, no. and you know, his attractiveness does help. Um, exactly. but there's an extra oof to him with Paul Heyman by his side, like it just makes him seem like he's more of a believable, um, Danger. heel character that he's never been before. Like, there's just an extra oomph to him since um, he has Paul Heyman by his side. It's like you believe that he's the head of the table because Paul Heyman says he is, mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah, and that which scares me a little bit because I don't want him to. I don't want them to break break them up, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But <laughs> I mean, we're only talking women's wrestling, so let's not even go into that. But do you think yeah. Nia would benefit from somebody like a pop Paul Heyman? I say so. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be really interesting. It almost makes me wish Zelina Vega was still being a manager because mm -hmm. she, because mm -hmm. as quiet as it's kept, she was probably one of the best female managers that they had in terms of a modern era. But she also wanted to wrestle too. So I get that. But she was a really great manager. So if she was still being a manager, that probably would have worked. I yeah, I feel like um, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, I felt like they were kind of helping each other out. But then again, Shayna is not a manager. Um, I do agree with Zelina Vega. If she could be the manager figure for Nia Jax, that will be helpful. But could you imagine if Nia Jax becomes a part of the bloodline? Let me, <laughs> so, let me, let me, I don't, I don't, I, you, you know, this is your first time on the show <laughs> and it's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not out there like that. But let me, I've been talking about, let, let me show you how serious I agree with you. I've been talking about this for two plus years. This is how serious I am. And you notice that I'm I'm there beside that. Because, look, they should have been, did that, that, that storyline. The women should have wrecked shop a long time ago. Naomi is a great athlete a great wrestler she would she would too benefit from a manager why not have one manager do the whole bloodline call it a day and they just you know i know paul Heyman. he calls the shots but have him on i mean have you could split them up but have paul on both brands calling the shots and speaking yes. to them and have them wreck shop i've been saying that for you don't understand i've been talking about this for a very long time that this is why I say WWE does not care about my feelings because <laughs> sorry that that you just, uh. you just touched the nerve you just touched the nerve like we barely see Naomi like what do y'all doing like there's only so much catering you can eat I'm just <sighs> okay I'm sorry go on, go on the, Stephanie <laughs> but here's the thing TK though like they NXT did just sign one of the one of um the Usos brothers so. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe one day you'll be a manager for him or something. So. I mean, why not the whole family? And so, so, <laughs> so he said Naomi's marriage. Look, family is family. Day, okay. Yeah. At the end of the day, she's rocking. Like, let's, let's, let's take it out of wrestling real quick. So her husband has two kids and those like she she posts uh, the kids all the time she posts the family all the time the family posts her they acknowledge her it's not one of those situations where you know somebody has a wife and like we don't I mean she's just there 
No, she's acknowledged by the family. Roman Reigns actually talked about her in a either an interview or an article two weeks ago. She is acknowledged. Is WWE doesn't want to acknowledge her as part of the bloodline. So let's not uh let's not yeah let's not do that. She's part. But of the they did acknowledge her. They acknowledge her when it's beneficial because they acknowledged her when um she was feuding with Mandy that time. Yep. And they yeah. acknowledged it were mixed match challenge. But they do it when it's beneficial. Yes. Um, yes. See, revolution to evolution, you 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 feel my pain. Um, yes. she she does deserve all the titles, but on like and, and let me preface this, I really do love Ni Naomi, but I also feel like she's in the same boat as Naya. She they would they would both benefit having a manager because it's like sometimes you can tell your story and be very effective, and then sometimes you have like a Paul Heyman. I think there was a there was a tweet out there where somebody said, I want Paul Heyman, I want my boyfriend to look at, at me like Paul Heyman looks at Roman Reigns. Like <laughs> I don't know, that tweet might have came out like three to six months ago or something like that. But he is fully invested into this that it's very believable. Mm -hmm. Like that's how good he is. So imagine if you had somebody that good and or Paul representing the whole family. Like, you know, just give him give him a raise for six months and say, this is what we're going to do. Like, call or, I mean, I want to say you could also, MVP was really good at, you know, doing stuff together, but it's like, you know, we saw what they did. I, let's not even, again, I'm not going to go on tangents. We only have a little bit of the show left. But back to Alexa and Charlotte. <laughs> Rain's like, oh, I don't know if I want to come back because <laughs> a lot of opinion. Hope I'm not scaring you, Raina. <laughs> okay. I love the energy. <laughs> I go on. I don't go on many tangents, but there's certain things I go on a lot of tangents on. So, who do we think? And you know, this could could. I mean, we still have about two weeks left. But who do we think is gonna win? And do you think this is the play for Charlotte? Ooh, uh, to me, honestly, I think, ooh, this is tough. I I feel like Alexa's going to win. I, Because, I, like, Charlotte is being built up as, like, you know, the opportunity, like, the, the, the that woman that you can't defeat. And, right. you know, well, now here comes a character, which is Alexa Bliss, who's, who has supernatural, you know, powers, I guess, if that's what you can call it, or she does something extra, I guess. Mm -hmm. There you go. That might be something that would help her defeat someone like Charlotte Flair. Right. I wonder if they're going to treat her like Bray Wyatt, though, because Bray Wyatt also had many um, title shots, and they built him up, and we like fell into the, the trap of the character in a good way, and then like he didn't get it, and then, of course, WWE doesn't care about our feelings. And they just move on to something else. Like, I feel like because Alexa is so solid as a character, that doesn't really matter. Almost like how we were talking about Bianca. It doesn't really matter if she has mm -hmm. uh, a title. So, I don't know. I wonder if they're just playing with our emotions until um, until they figure out, you know, I don't know, how to bring Becky and her together on the same promotion. I don't know. Um but I don't know. I, I I have Charlotte for this one. I don't want to have Charlotte for this one, but I have Charlotte for this one. Um, just because, you know, who doesn't want to have the championship for the 200th time? Just Yeah. 
Just saying. Yeah, but I hope like, Alexa for it though. I mean, I hope so. I just don't. I just don't think so. But we'll see. Um, now time for our sponsor. Ladies, listen up. Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for you and your man's jewels. For any women out there who have come across a hairy bush, you're now in luck. Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, has just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Now make sure your man joins the 2 million men worldwide who already trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with this code WWT at Manscaped.com. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man. And trust me, he will thank you. And men, your balls will thank you. <laughs> get, now you guys remember, get 20% off and free shipping with the code WWT at manscaped.com. And remember, experience premium grooming with Manscaped. There it is, guys. Get your Manscaped. Get those balls together. Um, now... Before I go into this, I want to preface it because we have a lot of shows um, on our channel. So definitely go and check it out. So just in case you didn't see it. Um, oh, dang it. Did I not? Oh, I have. Just in case you didn't see it, definitely go and check out. We had AEW coverage with Stephanie. Um, who else was on there? Stephanie, Emily. There was somebody else. I can't remember. Here it is. Oh, Santana. My bad. Shout out to Santana. Um, so we had an all-out review show. So definitely go and check that out. Emily was there and present to talk about it. So definitely go and check out that show that's on our YouTube page. Now, that leads us to Ruby Soho. So she made her appearance at All Out. She had a match yesterday. She Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was, it was yesterday. yesterday. Like, my days are all, like, to, to me, tomorrow, Sunday. I don't know. Anyways, she's successful. Um, like I, I was telling you guys off, off, off air, um, the Britt Baker and her line about <laughs> Ruby. I don't know. It's just funny. I love when people have, like, really sharp, as long as it's not directed to me. But Ruby um, being in catering for two years and not really doing anything. Um, was kind of hilarious. It was great. It was, you know, I, I think AEW definitely is very um, on point as far as using what's happened in that person's uh, world. So uh, what do you think is, do you think uh, Ruby is going to eventually dethrone Brit? I don't know. I think, I think, I think I'm, I'm going to say, I don't know for now, simply because number one, I'm still, you know, finding my groove when it comes to AEW. But number two, um, since Ruby just debuted, I don't think it's her time just yet. Even though she has a strong opportunity being, you know, that she made her debut. And this is like the biggest opportunity she's received since she's been on a public platform in terms of television and in the mainstream um, wrestling world. Um, I feel like this is her time to shine in a sense, but I'm not sure if she'll truly be the one to dethrone um, Dr. Britt Baker. And then you also have to take in the fact that Britt Baker has like two people. A who, team. Yeah, a team that will basically help her in Jamie Hayter, who she faced and beat last night, and Rebel. So 
she has those X factors. So it's just, I just, I'm not sure if right now is the time, but she probably will later on down the line. Yeah, for me, I, I hope so. Just because I know she deserves it. Not saying that other women don't deserve it. I'm just saying that, you know, her story is basically, you know, she's good. She's great at what she does. And then she wasn't really utilized that well. You know, mm -hmm. She's basically, she was a jobber at WWE. And for her to be let go, it's kind of like that ultimate low, right? And then here comes like, oh my God, she comes back to AEW. I feel like that's going to be like the ultimate like payoff for everything that she had gone through. But then you just mentioned it. What about the other women who've been putting in their time? Like, I mean, mm -hmm. obviously she won the battle royale. So she, you know, she's that, that's her thing. But I, I don't know. I mean, I think Britt is doing such a phenomenal job at being, um, I'm just for the sake of, you know, going back to my rant, I'll call it the, the Roman effect. Like you love to hate her. Um, like she's doing such a phenomenal job um, and she's great on the mic. Like I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to see, and it also be good to see her going back after the belt, but you can't have too many changeovers like mm -hmm. you know, so close. Um, and I don't know if, I mean, I think Ruby is ready. I just don't know to carry the company, especially the women's division. I think they're really trying to build it. Like I could see someone like, for instance, a Jade Cargill, but Jade is Jade is not all the way there wrestling wise. So it's just kind of like, I think there's a lot of other women in the women's division, but I see AEW putting the belt on Ruby because on a mainstream media, like you have different arcs, right? You have the wrestling folks who they're diehard wrestling fans. They watch every show and they there's that natural progression. And then you have um, the the folks who check in once in a while, but the WWE and other promotions catch their attention with stuff like um, a Ronda Rousey or, you know, like stuff that people are familiar with their names. So the wrestling world is familiar with Ruby because of WWE and now she's at AEW. So now it might bring more attention to the women's division because you might not necessarily be watching AEW, but you're familiar with the name. So like that mm -hmm. shock value. So I think that that will, might be their play. Um, I'm not necessarily for that play because I'm one of those people I don't necessarily watch every week. I try to binge watch a lot of it. So I do keep up with it. But, you know, I, I want all the other women to get their shine as well, who've been putting in that work and who we don't even see on television. Let's not even get into <laughs> for another rant because I know we're going to be talking about her soon anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's the next story. So friend of the show, she's been on the show quite a few times. Um, Big Swole, look here. Ooh, ooh. If y'all don't know who Big Swole is, y'all need to go and look her up. She is absolutely amazing. She's a great wrestler. She's been in the game for a long period of time. And I feel like they're disrespecting Big Swole. Why are we not seeing Big Swole on TV like we see everybody else? They have more than enough time. Even if you give the, give her not a, a Kira Hogan match where that was, what, less than a minute. Give her, like, five minutes so we could, like, 
what 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 is the deal? Why are we not seeing Big Swole on television? Because she deserves to. And mind you, she is on AEW Dark, and we do see her on other YouTube shows. And no shade to YouTube, because we on YouTube right now. However, mm -hmm. we all have a whole network show. So why is Big Swole not where she deserves to be? I don't know if that was a question posed to you guys. Again, that was more of a feeling. Um, I just, you know, you can have so many matches. Like, why why didn't she get to challenge Britt Baker? Why why haven't we seen her in the picture? At least trying. Um, it just, you know, it just feels like she's way, she's on a ladder that, like, she should be somewhere else. She should be at least higher up in the picture. I mean, unless uh, they are using her to kind of pull people to watch, you know, the content on YouTube, it could be that too, because you know, if she has like following, then the assumption is, you know, the following will watch her wherever she is, which is YouTube. So maybe that could be a way of helping other talent who are also doing, you know, AEW uh, Dark on YouTube. If they bring Big Swole there in their minds, all right, people are here to watch Big Swole, but here are the other superstars that we have here. That might be it. I don't know. I might, I might be wrong. But... Yeah, revolution to evolution is kind of like that fits a lot of people's sentiment on Twitter the other day when Big Swole versus Diamante and their three strikes match and how that should have been on on Dynamite because they felt like that was a unique um, stipulation to have in a match in a women's match in a match period. Yeah, but parts that was sorry. Go on, Stephanie. My bad. Yeah, but. A, a lot of people on Twitter, you know, were talking about um, the trouble that AEW is having with, you know, having more diversity in terms of um, black and African American, black African American wrestlers on their shows, on their main shows, and put up on the same pedestal that they sort of put everybody else on and feature them as prominently as they feature everyone else. So a lot of col a collection of people were watching YouTube to, you know, for that match to prove that black wrestlers do draw and they were supporting that match in droves and saying and even big swole was on her twitter and said look if y'all are really about this business you know watch my match mm -hmm. and a lot of people were and i know i did as well and i was definitely impressed by it i loved it too so big somebody like big swole does deserve to be put more on a pedestal and put on um shows like rampage and dynamite but I'm also wondering if her um, possibly dealing, like battling, I'm not, I'm not sure the name of the disease yeah, the, that she has, uh, um, but health issue. Yeah, I know yeah, her sure. health issue. But yeah, like I'm wondering if that also has something to do with it as well, because I believe there was one point where she was in line for an opportunity, but then she had to pull out because of dealing with her health issues. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I believe that was earlier this year. But here's my take. Yeah. Right. If you have the health issue, then that's fine. But mm -hmm. you're still it, where you are right now. You're healthy enough to do the YouTube show. So that means you're healthy enough to do the show. Right. And again, correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know, obviously I'm not backstage. I don't write. I don't work for AEW. I don't know what goes on in the inner workings of, you know, there, whether, you know, being doing the show on YouTube, AEW Dark is less um, uh, pressure wise, health wise, you know, you don't have to be there as long. I don't know what the inner workings are, but it's just kind of like, if you're going to show up 
to wrestle, then you could show up to wrestle, not to say it's her fault. I, I don't want to sound like that, but you know, you can have her wrestle on the main show. Um, mm -hmm. Or at least, and we'll see what's going to happen, at least highlight some, and I think they do that once in a while. I know they, they were doing that at the beginning of AEW. I don't know if they currently do it. I haven't seen it. I don't recall seeing it, but at least highlight AEW Dark and the other shows that they have on the main show. Then you, people refer back to it. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it like they'll put... Yeah, they'll put, you know, the results of AEW Dark on the bottom of the screen, you know, by running across like a ribbon. But other yeah. than that, they really won't show or do show anything else involving it. And maybe they should show more highlights for that. Yeah. That'll be a good promotion, too, if they show the highlight, too. They'll yeah. People too. At least, like, I mean, because then you, it will make you want to, because um, let's be honest, there's a lot of wrestling. As somebody who tries to stay on top of it, there's a lot of wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, now AEW added another show, and I understand why they did that. But for somebody who actually watches it in order to cover it, it's a lot going on. And it would be really beneficial if they highlight that. So then it's just like, okay, I might not watch the whole show, but I'm going to look for that particular match. Or, you know, it's just, it's just... I don't know. It's uh, but also let me preface it. Big Swole has been on the show two or three times, and anybody who has been on Women's Wrestling Talk, I automatically feel like a a kinship. Like I push for them even more. I mean, Roman Reigns hasn't been on the show, but we already know why I I push for him. Um, but <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just one of those things that we'll it was getting one day. I know, right? <laughs> Um, long story short, go and check out the match if you haven't checked out the match. Go and follow Big Swole if you haven't followed her. Let her know that Women's Wrestling Talk sent you. Um, and yeah, uh, we and and their and their daughter, her and Cedric Alexander's daughter, jumps from the couches and like gives flying elbows and stuff. And like, it's just an overall cool family. Um, so sorry, it's a lot of tangents today. I don't know what. Maybe my Red Bull is kicking in. I don't know what it is. So. I have to <laughs> If you're all getting into where where are we? 45 minutes in the show, and just like TK is given three rants. This is not the usual. It's not. But um I am so happy for this woman. She left WWE, and I I think everybody kind of knew. Like she's a journalist at heart, not no shade to WWE, but she's making her own uh lane, which I'm seeing a lot of people do. So Renee, uh, she has her own show which is doing phenomenal. The numbers are crazy. Um, but she also now is going to be doing um, a UFC show with Misha Tate, which is crazy because are you guys familiar with Misha Tate? Yes. Okay. So for my folks who are not familiar with Misha Tate, there's like, I love, there's a time in UFC when Ronda Rousey was on top. And I love this storyline because they pushed Ronda to the point where she was just, she was like the Mayweather of UFC. Like, and the opposite, she wasn't taking 10 rounds to like win, but you know what I'm saying? She was not losing any matches. No shit to me, whether I don't want any bad tweets. Um, she was not losing any matches and her and Misha Tate had like a back and forth and just Misha and Misha was the chick. Misha was the woman before Ronda Rousey came into the picture. And then for some reason, and don't Ronda put in her work, definitely go and read her, her bio. Um, her um, her book because it talks about her whole history of how she got to this point. 
But Ronda came into the picture, dominated, and then everybody pushed Misha to the side. And then she lost to Ronda Rousey, I think, twice. Um, so after that loss, it's just kind of like, you know, it's kind of devastating. I think she tried acting a little bit. Don't quote me on that part either. Um, but here she is. She's retired. She's doing a show with Renee. And I think it's a, it, she's had a lot of years in the industry. So kudos to both of them. Kudos to Renee for getting those checks. And she doesn't have to travel to all those crazy places that she doesn't want to. And it seems like she has good relations with WWE and AEW and everybody because she's getting all these guests. Trust me, it's certain promotions don't want you to get a guest or they're going to, you know, take some time. They will. And she's getting all these guests. So kudos to uh, Renee for all these jobs. Any words to say, ladies? That's actually great for her because um, she recently had a kid too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that would be great for her to not like have to like travel all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously, like be able to take care of her uh, baby. But at the same time, it's great to know that there are more women who are talking about you know wrestling or UFC or or, or sports in general, because mm -hmm. there's not a lot of women who are out there. And you know, it's obviously it's male dominated. But to me, it, it makes me feel proud that oh my god, there's these two women who are you know they're having a new show, they're talking about sports, wrestling, UFC, and, and usually we're breaking the norm of only guys talk about it. Mm -hmm. And there's more and more women who are having shows talking about back in the day, it's just oh, mostly men who talk about it. To me, it's, you know, it's a good kind of change. Yeah, I'm really excited about it too because I love Renee and when she, le and when she left WWE, I was devastated. <laughs> I was so devastated. Um, but, you know, seeing her um, with her other show called Oral Sessions, you know, and all the people she's been getting for that. And then now being able to talk about the MMA with an MMA legend mm -hmm. um, and Misha Tate is only like it's only going to get great, better and better from her from here. And it's like Raina said, it is inspiring to see more um, women talking about combat sports in that way, because it's just yeah. it makes you. It makes people like me sort of feel like there's a space, you know, there that's waiting um, yeah. in the future. So it's great. And I, I love and appreciate Renee Young forever. <laughs> you have to, forever. Not just today or tomorrow, but forever. Forever. Uh, it doesn't matter what she's doing. Forever. <laughs> I go hard on that because even UFC boxing, there's more um, female combat fighters than we even know and they're not getting highlighted like even to the point where you know if you were to google women's wrestling shows there's a lot more than there was five years ago um so but now you talk about the boxing realm and the uh, mma realm there's not that many and uh, i know a couple of female um interviewers who do have shows but it's like for both sides, not to say, you know, no shade to the guys, but you guys have enough people. It's like really showcasing um, these women because the more we showcase them, the more money they get because now they're on different platforms, the more money, you know what I'm saying? It just, it just, you bring attention to it. So definitely kudos to them, especially with both their names. Um, I think hopefully they do, they do talk to, a lot more UFC fighters, include the men too, but female UFC fighters, um, because that era, that Ronda Rousey era where, like, can you guys, can anybody name who the champions for UFC right now? Uh, yeah. Is it Amanda Nunes? Yeah. 
I I see. I don't know if it's hurt anymore. It might be. Really? Because she held it for a long time. That's why right. I thought. But that's and that's the thing. Her. Right. That's the thing. I'm not sure. You're not sure. I think you're right. Somebody can look it up right now and, and let me know. I'm but, looking it up because I'm curious. I have to know but this that, now. But that's the thing. But because you remember, there was a time where it was like you you didn't have to think about it. It was Ronda yeah. Rousey. You know what I'm saying? So if they can bring that that back to you know um, female combat sports, that would be amazing. Um, so while Stephanie is looking that that up, congratulations to uh, Renee and Misha Tate. Definitely looking forward to that. And then also piggybacking on uh, Renee's podcast, Oral Sessions. Man, she has everybody. Never like I. It, her shows sometimes are a little bit on the long side. So I think probably Christmas I'll probably go through all their all her interviews because I know they're not just standard interviews because she's a really good um, journalist. So, but she had Diana Prazo on recently, and Diana was talking about her experience with uh, WWE. Did you guys get to listen to um, this? Uh, I think it just dropped either today or yesterday. So, do you guys get a chance to listen to it at all? No, I didn't. And yeah. it's Amanda Nunez still. How many, how many, like, I feel like she's been the champion for like three years. Um, it doesn't say how long, but it just says that she's, um, yeah, she's still the champion. Yeah, I think it's yeah. been a minute. I think she might have lost it and then got it back. But again, don't quote me on it. Yeah. But um, on the oral sessions uh, interview um, with Deanna Perrazzo, who is Deanna Perrazzo, who is the Impact's Knockout Champion. She was also at NWA, had a great match with Melina. Um, she said in the interview, uh, so Renee asked about the vibe at NXT. And Deanna said, the, that's the vibe I got. I was doing wrong because we would have these, you do a skull session and they kind of gave you a critique. And I was in the class that I felt like I could do all these things. And I was and in Serena Deeb's class and Serena was trained by my trainer. So it was kind of like all the things we were doing I had done before I got there. So I would sit down every week and be like, let's watch this match. What can I do better? So it does, it does feel like, I'm sure you guys will agree with me, it does feel like a, that Impact gave Deanna like, just do, do, what, do what works for you, we trust you. And you can see her shine, like you could just see like the overall happiness and you know, how her social media is and all this other stuff. So like, what do you, I don't know, what do you think of the difference, the Deanna of WWE and the Deanna of, impact what do you think the difference is is it great is it was it a great move not to say she had a choice in it because she got let go but do you think she would be better off at wwe or impact's good move for her or what do you guys think you know with her story it's it's kind of like you know when one door closes another one opens and then sometimes you don't understand at the moment why it's happening and then fast forward to like the breakthrough of you know why that door closed, you realize, oh, okay, this is for the better. And I think with uh, Diana, she took advantage of that door closing, and look at her now, you know. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you know she has like more liberty to kind of be herself, and I think that's kind of what helps someone to kind of bring out the best of you know what they have because they don't feel like they're being micromanaged or being told, okay, you're only supposed to do this. Right. With her, it's like, okay, I know what I can do. Um, now I have a platform to do it. Now here, here world, 
take it all in. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. And to the more I actually read of the article, it seemed like NXT didn't necessarily think that she was on the level that she knew she was at. Mm-hmm. It's like she already knew that she was on the level in which we know her for now, and NXT wanted to treat her like she was B plus or yeah. yeah, like C, like B or C plus, and she knew she was A. And you can't. And I feel like when you're in a place like that, you can't thrive, you know, and be able to show exactly what you have to offer because you have all these powers that's sort of holding you back in a sense. So it was for the best that she, that even though she did get let go, it was probably the best thing that ever happened for her because once she got to impact and she knew what she was able to do, they let her go. And now she's a dominant champion. And even, um, and even just being able to speak with her, even at NWA and seeing her fight against the likes of Melina Perez, who's like a legend, like, Mm -hmm. ma'am, like how, what what was everybody in in NXT not seeing that everyone else saw? Like they, it was their loss. It was really their loss, and it was their mistake in the sense that they were trying to treat her like she was average, and she right. was a well above average. So, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, the Shadow Ranger says WWE is the best place to be if they decide to run with you. If they don't, then it's a bad place to be. I agree. I mean, you know, you have people like Bianca Belair and, you know, if you go back to when she was in NXT, even before she made her debut, they were doing YouTube videos about her lifting. Like they had already knew what it was, was going to be, you know, I don't know if the EST gimmick was developed at that time, but it was definitely for sure that you knew that WWE was was rocking with her. And then also shout out to um, Outside the Ring from St. Louis on Facebook. I wonder if you saw you guys. You know, do you know them, Steph? I do. They connected with me. Um, I, I, I believe it was on one of one of the Facebook pages that I follow. But they saw oh, nice. some of the interviews that I had posted from Women's Wrestling Talk from that weekend and connected with me. Nice, nice, nice. Definitely go to our website, www.talkpod.com. Uh, we have one post that has all those interviews that Stephanie did from uh, NWA really great interviews and then uh just to answer a question amanda nunez she lost the title and then won it back that's what i thought um so again it just kind of goes back to we really don't know what's going on and there was a point where mainstream media you don't even have to watch um you didn't have to watch mma or ufc and you just knew that if if that was a jeopardy question your guess would have been correct that it was ronda rousey and now it's just kind of like you you don't know um so that kind of is the end of our news. Sorry, you guys, it went a little bit little bit longer than usual. But like I said, there's a couple stuff on our channel that for you guys to check out. Definitely check out, uh, we have the this panel that we had, it dropped uh, yesterday, the top 10 active Latina wrestlers. Marty Bell is, uh, the, let me, let me preface, let me go back. The NWA tag team champion, Marty Bell. Uh, she leads that panel, educates us a lot on that as well. The difference between Hispanic and Latina. Um, very eye-opening. We go to the top 10. Uh, very interesting. Let me preface that again. We didn't write it. Um, WWT Rankings Dude did write it. And, you know, there are some, there's a lot of discrepancies there. So definitely go and check out that article and definitely go and check out that panel. Um, what else? Oh, we also, we had, 
today and you can go back and watch that. Uh, we talked about the women on the top 500, PWI top 500, um, where we partnered with Bell to Bell, uh, Bell to Bells. And um, we discussed the women that were on the PWI. So definitely go and check that out as well. And next week on Fight TV, we have Jordan Grace from uh, Impact On. So go and check out that. There's a lot going on this week um, or this week into next week. Um, but yeah, that's I kind of want to give you guys a gist of what's going on if, you are, if you're craving more women's wrestling talk. Uh, first off. Rain, thank you so much for joining us. Um, let people know where they can find you, what you've been up to, you know, all that good stuff. Because it was so funny. I, I was at SummerSlam and I saw you. And it, I think a couple weeks ago, I saw Jack Farmer, who's a friend of the show, and Stephanie. And then I think Flobito also did the, the TikTok competition. I completely missed it. Maybe because I'm not on TikTok. Like I'm on TikTok, but I'm not on TikTok. Um, but yeah, I saw you. You did an amazing job. Kudos, because there was a lot of people there. Um, so tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, first of all, thank you so much for having me again. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, at Ringside Rain with an E. And then Miss Stephanie Hardy, where can everybody find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy, like it says in the box. And you can follow my show, The Hardy Wrestling Podcast, on Instagram at Hardy Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Hardy WrestlePod. I will be having a new episode this weekend. There it is. And thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we will, uh, I mean... I'll just put it in the universe. We'll be back next Thursday at four o'clock uh, for the news. So definitely check that out. Like I said, Fight TV, our interview with Jordan Grace, which is absolutely hilarious, by the way. Uh, we asked her, I, I don't want to give it away, but we, we, we talked about rap a lot. Um, we talked about hip hop music a lot. So it was a great interview. Uh, she, I want to say she is probably her favorite interview, but again, don't, you know, don't quote me. I was just there. I, we'll, we'll ask her after the fact, but definitely go and check that out. Follow us on all social media at www.talkpod. Go to our website, www.talkpod.com. My name is TK Trinidad. You can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Again, thank you so much for joining us, for rocking with us, for giving your opinions. Uh, thank you all out loud. I feel like I need to let me shout out the people in the chat because you guys stayed with us the whole time because normally we're not this long. So shout out to Amazing Tribe. Shout out to In The Mix Radio. Um, I think we had, oh, Revolution to Evolution. You gave some really good uh, good deeds to the Shadow Rangers. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, please continue rocking with us. We are going to be doing more live shows because we want to be a little bit more interactive. But other than that, thanks, guys. Till next time. Ciao. Thank you.